guy stops us and we're in Oakland and he goes, do you know what month it is? And we're like, February. And like, you know oh. what month it is? And I'm like, He's like, it is black history. Oh, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, that needs to be the opening. Welcome back to the Empowering Hope Podcast. We are here with Ebony and Felicia, and I'm yeah. Lauren Boothby, and I'm so excited to... I'm messing this up. <laughs> I messed it up. All right, let me start again. We are here this week with the lovely Ebony and Felicia. Hello. My name's Lauren Boothby, and just so you guys know, you can follow us on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, and if you're wanting to check out any of our other podcasts, check out these links below. Was that good? <laughs> no, I should have kept going. But the links below. <laughs> just keep going. Okay. Okay. That's good. No, I'm so excited to be back with my work friends, yes. my former work friends. We used to work together. Um, they still work for the online university, and I unfortunately lost my job, but we still keep in touch. Yeah, definitely. And that's why they're here. Thank God we're together on this texting thread. Texting thread. And I'm so glad that they um, are a part of this conversation tonight, a very important conversation about race. And I just wanted to kind of give a disclaimer before we get into the conversation, because um, I know that there are a lot of people who tend to go to people of color and ask them, how do we fix racism or how do we stop racism? And I don't want to put the responsibility on them and it shouldn't be on them to lead the conversation. Um, but more so, I wanted them to to be here to share their stories. Um, and I just admire both of these women so much and how uh, full of grace they both are. So I'm just excited to have them on and for us to just chat. I know. Aww. <laughs> I know. So sweet. Oh, I, know. I love you guys. I love you. I'm excited to be here. I feel special right now. I know. I know, and I feel like we already kind of had the podcast in the car on the way here. <laughs> well, that's when I thought it was an audio yes, situation. Alicia. <laughs> Alicia Wasn't ready you. for the camera. <laughs> we had to get camera ready. <laughs> but here we are. And just to kind of um, jump into yeah. things, um, just kind of share a little bit about, you know, I know you had gone into kind of growing up. Um, just kind of go back a little bit for yes. us and share about, you know, what it was like growing up. For the both first? of you. you want me to go first? Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, I kind of came from a very diverse background. Um, my parents split up when I was really young, and going their separate ways, my dad uh, married a white woman, um, and they moved to Maine, and I was still living in Pennsylvania, and he called. Mm. I must have been two or three, and he said, well, I'm bringing you to Maine with me, and I'm like, okay. Uh, so when I got there, he had a wife, and she had 
three white children and they became my brothers and sisters like immediately and I spent a good part of my youth there and um, it got really hard when I got to school and I started to notice that I was different mm. than everyone. Uh, I wasn't made to feel different in the home, but when I got to school, I noticed that I was different. And um, um, just a lot of racism ingrained in the culture there. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're a black person, your first name is the N-word, and then your actual first name. Uh, mm. guy named Pat, his name is... Mm. Can I say the word? Can I say the word? <laughs> his name is Nigger Pat. Pat. Yeah, his name is Nigger Pat, and I wonder often if... Because my dad still lives there, I wonder if his name is Nigger Derek sometimes. Mm. And how many times I was Nigger Ebony, just mm. by default, and it's accepted. I mean, that's how they know who he is, so. Gosh. Mm. Well, my upbringing was a little different. I grew up in what some people would call the hood. Um, and so I was, I didn't really see outside of school. Um, any faces that mm. were different than mine. Oh, wow. And um, in my family, I was telling them earlier, there's like super pro the cause. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was not uncommon to see Martin Luther King Jr. speech, you know, englazed on the wall or mm. African masks or, you know, we were very enriched in our culture. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because I was so enmeshed in that, that when I went to college, Slippery Rock University was my first experience oh, wow. with predominantly whites. That's I actually deep. had a panic attack at orientation. I'll never forget really? it. And I had to call my mom. I was like, mom, I've just never Get seen me out of <laughs> about the black kids in college. Higher learning. Higher learning. That's awful. Have you seen Higher Learning? Seen higher. Yeah. learning. So, higher Learning is a movie where the, these black kids and white kids are at a college and this one and they're just trying to figure out their identity, right? And mm -hmm. their lifestyle. And this one white kid kind of takes it to the extreme and he yeah, like he's goes like killing the, the black kids. He has like a M16 or something crazy guy like shoots up the college. Exactly. It's intense. It is. Yeah. And so they, kind of they let us watch this at the Black Action Society meeting prior to like going out. They're like, okay, well, that's that's college. Have fun and they, let's go to. That was an awful choice. It was a terrible introduction, but for that's someone horrible. who. Yeah, so I was, I was nervous for a long time. And Slippery Rock University in the area itself. I mean, there were times where we couldn't go to class because there were threats of people threatening to shoot black people on campus. Wow. So, I mean, and so that was, was it a predominantly only. white town as well. Mm -hmm. So, I actually live not far. I grew up not far from Slippery Rock. Um, I don't want you to think that my family was all like blended on my life. My mom is from the hood, probably. <laughs> 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 I have a lot of very, you She's know, very nervous. real black experience, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm a black woman, I'll never yeah. forget that. Yeah. But when I was young, I mean, when you're two and three, you don't know. You're not like, yeah. I'm black and you're white, and you, know, right. you don't walk around doing that as mm -hmm. children. No. And so to, to have that identity. But um, Slippery Rock, yes, not too far from my hometown, um, we were factionalized. We had... Uh, Rich white, rich white, and then there was all the urban, just we're all in the middle, mm. you know, in the middle. And so Slippery Rock was one of, 
out by Laurel Township, Laurel Township, um, where they have tractor day at school. <laughs> uh, so just to give you an idea, yeah. uh, they say drive their tractor. So I really believe I do you. Remember that? Yeah, I yeah. believe you. Oh, they have it on the news. My mom was like, "Oh, don't go to class today," and I'm like, "Okay, I won't." So you you were there all four years, or all four years? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I personally never had issues. But you were were you scared <laughs> though? Were you? Initially, yeah. Well, after that movie, I was. Well, but sure. then you start to know people, and mm -hmm. what then, <clears throat> then you understand mm. is that it's not the whole group. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How we how we do that? We say this group, this group. It's not. Right. It's, it's different individuals within the group mm -hmm. yeah, who've made who've lived a lifestyle, mm -hmm. and now as adults are either chosen to accept that learning mm -hmm. and live their life. Um, and, and adopted and moving forward. And mm. the difficult part I think we discussed is how to understand the, the subtle nuances mm -hmm. very of subtle. racism, yeah. especially in the northern part. Right. We oh, kind of yeah. touched on this in the car uh, while we were driving over here. Um, I was telling them I've, I'm experiencing um, certain s situations at my current job where I've heard a lot of... Um, I'll say ignorant and racist remarks and I, I was telling them it always surprises me here in Pittsburgh to hear those things because we're in the north so to speak you know oh. in the south you more expect it um, and then I think it was Felicia that brought up the point that up here it's it's subtle which almost makes it more evil mm -hmm. yeah it's deceptive mm -hmm. um, I sometimes so my boyfriend's white obviously um, <laughs> my boyfriend's well not obviously <laughs> the dynamic here so we always say hey babe if you want something done i call on the phone well he call <laughs> i call on the phone and he walks in in person it works out good mm. and that i mean it's a bad joke but it's really true they yeah. think that Gosh. hi you know it's me and then he walks in he's all tall and white and then he's like what's up <laughs> gotcha there um, but yeah i just i completely forgot what i was gonna say but yeah so it's a very subtle subject mm -hmm. and eyebrow raise uh, i'll turn my back to you mm. you're excluded mm -hmm. um, shorter oh, but i mean mm -hmm. the subtleties are and it's often body language i don't think we talk about it mm. um, yeah, oftentimes body language yeah. um I am well versed in the subtleties of racism because in the hometown when I was younger, living in that, nobody was like, oh, you're black. Yeah, you're black. You're a black kid. It was more like, mm. she can't play. Or, We're not going to go over there. Mm. Wait till they're gone. You know, just a lot of exclusive, nonverbal, exclusive actions, I would say. So mm. it is very, very passive aggressive. Very passive aggressive. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Which to me, oh, that gets under my skin. Um, but I agree. It's it's just that subtle. We you know we almost compared it to um, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. Almost. Mm -hmm. um, we're in the South. It's just kind of blatant. You know, you're yeah. yeah. You know, you, you kind of know, know what you're, you're dealing. You know what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And up here, it's a little more covert. Um, but speaking of, I know we kind of touched on this a little bit when, um, like, how racism is taught. It's not something that yeah, you know. Absolutely. We, we just have naturally. Um, I shared a story about a little boy that I used to babysit for. Took him to the park one day. He was a little white boy, blonde hair, white as can be. Um, and I remember there were, you know, all different kinds of children playing. And there was a black boy who wanted to play with him. And he didn't, the, 
the kid that I was babysitting for, the white kid, did not want to play with him. He was scared. Mm. And he was barely even three at the time. And he already knew that. He already knew to have fear. He already knew that that was Mm. different and to stay away. So what do you guys have to say about, about that? Like, what... I think I, well, as a growing up, and especially in my mother's house, I was always taught to be cautious of white people mm. um, because we don't know their intentions mm-hmm. toward us. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to put that out there. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> my grandmother uh, was very, very light skinned. And so I don't think she had a hard time during the civil rights movement and all of those things because she could blend blend and, and mm. pass but she would always say did they say things like this or you know and I was taught to be cautious and to learn those cues those subtle mm. cues mm-hmm. and, and learn what to watch for because for them that was danger you know mm-hmm. not so much for well I won't say that but um mm. in, in their environment just walking on the wrong side of the street mm. making eye contact with the wrong person mm-hmm. that was life-threatening that was danger so I was that was there in my childhood you say you know don't you don't go over there. Now, don't trust them, you know? Mm. Um, and and I understood. I think, I guess I grew to understand. But yeah. at first, I'm like, oh. So I don't think it's just in the white homes where mm-hmm. you're teaching your children, hey, mm. this, that line. I think it goes both ways. But I think the problem is that we have to teach our children to be cautious of someone who doesn't look like us or doesn't live like us. I think that's the issue. Mm. Mm. Like, why do we have to? do that teach our children to mm. be wary of someone right and it should almost be and like be wary of bad people exactly. regardless Where, who right are. exactly right not, not because of you know the skin color like, right, right. Mm-hmm. and i think after that well even post 9 11 you know mm-hmm. you people are afraid of muslims and yeah. mm-hmm. right that's a very real thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And um, to me, it just, it perpetuates those mm-hmm. stereotypes. You know, mm-hmm. when you start at such a young age, mm-hmm. then when you hear the news story mm-hmm. of a young black man mm-hmm. getting murdered by a cop, or you hear the news story of, you know, somebody, you know, going in and shooting and killing up a moth. Mm-hmm. It desensitizes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You almost start to think, well, I mean, we knew he was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Or, well, you know. There were those subtle things. Yep. Yeah. Stickers mm-hmm. on my car. Uh, I'll never, like, I mean, there are just, there are so many mm. different subtle things. But I love America. It's like, oh, you know. Everybody can believe what they want to believe. Everybody has a right to say what they want to say and feel how they want to feel, but they don't understand that as they're attempting to be inclusive, you're also being exclusive mm. of people who don't believe like you. Exactly. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's so. good. Yeah. And then you're just building on that. There was a study done, and I wish I would have looked it up. Well, what are your references? Right. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember I don't have my ABA. <laughs> We won't fact check you, girl. We won't fact check you. (laughs) But it basically said how it linked um, social media participation and uh, political association Mm. with how people actually become 
someone who becomes the perpetrator, mm. who becomes a mass Lone killer. Yep. It starts off with they have more social media time mm -hmm. than it, uh, most people. Then they begin to join certain political affiliations. Mm -hmm. They become isolated, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. more isolated. Yeah, into these little groups, mm -hmm. and right. then all of a sudden, then they act on it. It's it's like a four stage progression. Wow. But if you look, yeah, it's true. Um, the signs are there. Yep. The signs are there mm -hmm. if you pay attention. Mm -hmm. And then you have like um, when you think about like jihad and and Al-Qaeda and groups like that, they're like, oh, we did that. Yeah, we, we promulgated that, but really they didn't. They're just like, oh, this take, guy's Taking gonna, the credit yeah, for it. Yeah, he's going to like base everything on hate, and I'm going to take credit for that. But mm -hmm. you're right. Uh, you said something important, and I forget. The isolation. Mm -hmm. um, and I think social media gives us a power. Mm -hmm. uh, we call them Facebook gangsters, but mm -hmm. they're not. <laughs> you say whatever you want because you're not looking someone in the eye. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and so you, you're... You're juicing yourself up. Oh, you're like, oh, yeah. Juice link. Say what you want, and then mm -hmm. you know you, you start to really believe your own brother. Eating your own hate, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. You're giving it. it you well, know. and I think that's like the key to to everything. I think like if we would just get outside of ourselves and outside mm -hmm. of our own circles, yes. you know, Step and cross the, line. the lines. I didn't have a choice to cross the line. <laughs> I had to cross you the line. You were born Yeah, well, right. I mean, literally. Yeah, like, and you know, it, uh, it was a great education for me because I, I learned that people are people and mm -hmm. people are nice people and then there are people who aren't nice, but... Um, I don't think that without that, I probably would have been probably someone completely different. Mm, I don't yes. think so. Your no, heart I is have. your heart. No, I mean, I mean completely different as in uh, the experiences that I've had in, yeah. in college. I had two mm. friends. They were white girls, and they were my best friends. Like, and they That's weren't. True, they weren't. Yeah. And but I always found that other black women didn't like me. Because they're like, mm. she said that she's white. I don't think I'm white, but I was taught to speak mm. in a, a New England town with a bunch of New England people. <laughs> That's how we talk. <laughs> They taught me how to cursive write, and uh, and you know, so writing cursive so write. I miss writing, writing in cursive. cursive and like reading books. <laughs> and this is when you're it. when you're young and you're impressionable like that. You're learning your dialect from these people. Mm. I didn't choose this. This is just right. the way I talk. And if you don't like it, we can take it outside. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Hold on, Felicia. Did you ever have to defend uh, who you are as a black woman in, mm. in violence as a young woman? And violence. Yeah, did you ever have to get into a fight because someone didn't like the fact that you were black? No, because I grew up with... That's right. So your yeah. school was predominantly black. That's there right. was There wasn't a mix. It was... There wasn't one. Not really. No. Until I went to the Creative and Performing Arts High School, right? And, and then, yeah, the mm -hmm. high school. More so that than the middle school. But we were all inner city kids. Mm. And we were all a little special... Anyways, so like, that's different. Yeah. I don't remember having any of those moments really until college. But just even then, around. I don't really I remember. It. I just remember. I guess maybe this, this, like we discussed, the the little subtleties here and there. I wish mm -hmm. I could recall an incident. Mm -hmm. I'm just seeing faces right now in my mind, <laughs> and I'm getting upset. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh no! But um. <laughs> I should have said this. I should have done this. <laughs> but um, never having 
I, I, no violence? No, not I can't see you racism, fighting, though. No, You're a lover, not a fighter. What yeah, I thought was interesting was when, and this is going to sound crazy, I'm almost ashamed to say this, but all my friends my, my whole life were black. Hmm. And when I went to college, I got a white friend named Chrissy. How was that? And <laughs> it's like a typical white girl name. <laughs> With the wire yeah. in it. Yeah. And I told my mom, I was like, oh my gosh, mom, you know, my white friend, Christina. One day my mom said to me, she was like, she's not your white friend. She's just your friend. She's just Aww. Your friend. Aww. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, why am I calling her yeah. your white friend? But then I would have been upset if I knew she was calling me yeah. her We're white friend. <laughs> you certainly would have. And that's, I think that's really important to say that, mm. that, that makes a great point. Like, my friends were never. My white friends, my black friends, my any friends, they were just, mm. they were just your my friends. friends. Yeah, like right. I never looked at um, my black friends and say, hey, that's my black friend. <laughs> my, one of my friends, my friend and I in college, we were actually walking down the street together, and she'll probably watch this and she'll laugh. So we're walking, it's February. Mm-hmm. She's she's redhead, I'm obviously not. We're just walking down the street, we're like, eh, you know, we're just going. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy stops us, we're in Oakland, and he goes, do you know what month it is? And we're like, February. And like, you know Aww. what month it is? And I'm like, oh, like it's black. It's black. It's black. It's black. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, that needs to be the opening. Look at this. He's like, look at this. It's beautiful, y'all friends. It's beautiful. Uh, it's important, too. And I was like, actually, yeah. I'm like, so we still have this. If I call her right now, I'd say, I say, Bridget, what month is it? Black is black. <laughs> And I thought I'm gonna steal that next February. <laughs> yeah, he's like, do you know a month it is? I'm like, February, January, And and so it's just really important for us to have those experiences where we were caught off guard, just loving a, a one another unconditionally, Aww. and just being friends, exactly. like, just being that's friends. What it and it was okay. at the end so of the day, love is, is the the recipe <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. It's how we come together. It's how we. Mm-hmm. We grow together. And I was telling Ebony. I mean, we've been talking about love for. Oh, love week is so important right now <laughs> because it real. It's a choice. It is. It's a decision. It's mm-hmm. a choice to to toil with you, to be there for you, mm-hmm. to not count your wrongs, mm-hmm. to forgive you, whether you're going to do it back to me or, or not. not. Mm-hmm. You know, not for and, reciprocation. Um, That's right. Yeah, not mm-hmm. for reciprocation, but unconditional. Mm-hmm. And when we look at our Lord and Savior, how He just walked, mm-hmm. and I was, I was just reading. Bring us to church, yeah, girl. <laughs> about His love. Mm-hmm. You know, He wasn't a respecter of person. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, He. Much. He loved on women at a time when people just ignored mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He loved on lepers mm-hmm. when, I mean, they were shunned, mm-hmm. you know? And what if we embodied that? I was, mm. what I read Well, you do. You both do. Well, oh, she definitely does. I think she's like, she's like, I'm like, Felicia, I sometimes I'm in awe of the things that she misses that I, I catch and I mm. catch it because I'm on the defense. You know, mm. I had to fight because I was black. Oh, would you say? I had to. I had <laughs> yeah, to fight myself. Did. Yeah, you did. Because of how you grew up. And I, I grew up near Slippery Rock. That. I grew yeah. up near Slippery Rock. I had these white, I had two white brothers and a white sister. And we were, grew, we, we had to call each other brother and sister. So they're like, 
you know, so mm. we had to defend yeah. one another, but that was our love. Like, yeah. hey, I can say whatever I want about her, but you can't, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, and it, but yeah, you were right. I mean, you, you look with eyes of love and I think that it's a, it's a very high calling mm. right? and you meet it daily. And I'm like, Felicia, can't you see me? Like, <laughs> but, but to I say, looking yeah. at it that way, of course you were, <laughs> <laughs> but to piggyback off that, not saying that you don't embody love cause you do, you do. but your boldness, I mean, and I'm getting bolder and bolder. Every just time. to bring it's up, needed, it's though. needed, it's right? Needed. Because you know, I think about this one situation where I was with Ebony, and someone had said something. I would say it was derogatory. I felt a little bit derogatory, I believe, and that's why I didn't react. And she just said, she she, she said to this person that wasn't funny. You know, I think the other person took it in gist and thought it was funny. Yeah. And she just said, it wasn't funny. I'm not going to tolerate it, but I forgive you, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it's we okay. can get past this, but I'm not going to accept that behavior. And that yeah. that draws that line oh, that we need. Oh, well, they're having a moment over here. Because she thinks she needs to be more bold like me. No. I, oh. No, but I need more love and be, I need to be, I can. But that's why we need each other, right. though. Exactly. And that's why we need now to I'm gonna cry. the social media. Oh, all the kids around the world. Remember that old thing? We are the world. We are the child. Like all the kids standing all around the world, they were all different colors. Yes, oh, yes, I know what we were talking that. about. Yeah. I know, I remember it. I remember Aww. it. I miss those days when we were in melting pot and not a salad bowl. Where are we ever? Well, and Have no, we're, 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 like we're separate. We're, we got we got uh, olives over here. Tray. We've got cheese over here. We got, we're all separated. No, exactly. And what I hate about the salad bowl theory is you can look at the bowl, see mm -hmm. what you like, identify, and, and, pick. Mm. and pick. Beautiful. You know what? I don't want a tomato. So you know, I hate it. Why can't we just be the melting pot again? Where you Which is not from the tell. south, everyone. We're just one big bowl of happy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys realize that I could sit next to this woman all day at work? And this is her Lord, Lord. Like, did she just say that? Oh wait, wait, wait. This is Felicia. Lord, make us cheese soup. <laughs> so thankful that um i am your friend <laughs> your white friend <laughs> my white friend oh, and i just sister <laughs> i just love i mean honestly like, I, sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though it's good to know that someone cared enough to say hey guys let's talk about this let's have the you're having a conversation so you did it and i'm not perfect i'm not per i haven't been perfect and I'm just are. thankful to walk alongside these two. And um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Yeah. <laughs> say what? Love and light. <laughs> I'm just saying, love and light. Peace and blessings, y'all. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, cut. <laughs>